We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fires downfield to Jamar Chase. He's got it. Wow. Takes it all the way. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Pass is caught. Touchdown. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I am joined by Sean Siegel, as always here, one of the co-owners of Rotoviz. Sean, we are going to have a fun show today, a listener-submitted question, but this is one I think that people will be very, very intrigued by as we dive into the topic of structure. But before we get into the question, Sean, how are you doing today? Good. Involved in FFPC drafts and underdog drafts, drafts with Ben and Blair and Connor and Michael Dubner. It's we mention it all the time, but there's there's no bad time of the year in the fantasy football season. And if anything, each one is better than the next. So I'm doing well, Colin. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing good. And it, it, I mentioned this on one of our recent shows. It feels like a probably to the listeners like an ongoing like uh, trope that we we say it is the best time. But man, when you get a when you get into those drafts and you get talking about the players and you get to do the podcasts and you're working on the content on the website, it's just like so much fun. Uh, looking ahead now through the season and I was actually thinking this in my own head is when we plan out our shows and plan out our content before the NFL draft there's kind of trying to fit everything towards the rookies but now through like August just feels like we can like cover so much stuff and and have so much fun doing these shows and doing drafts and so on so really looking forward to all of that the question that came in is around structure and what we mean by structure and i guess the importance of it and how do we stay in structure but we're going to bring this sean back even further to allow the listeners to understand where the term structure is coming from what we're trying to achieve and where it's going to affect these drafts so you mentioned before we started recording today about the different types of drafts and how that affects the structure so rather than me going into it i'll, I'll let the listeners hear it from the man himself when we talk about structure what first are we we discussing with that and then what are some of the options that play into how that draft structure actually plays out and this is a question that comes in sort of referencing one of the things that we talk about obviously on ot but also that we talk about on stealing bananas a lot and you'll hear ben say that you want to stay in structure and if you get out of structure to make sure you get back as quickly as possible and that may sound a little bit odd because i think that the first thing that we tend to think is that if there's a structure you have to follow it i mean you're either in structure or you're not in structure and then there's this question of uh, is it sort of a bizarre way to look at it in general but structural drafting has been sort of the foundation at rotoviz 
since the birth, you know, back in 2013. So this has been very important to us for a long time. And it's one of the edges that I think that we've given readers and listeners for a long time. This idea that there are ways to build your draft that regardless of which players you choose, you know, that structure is going to be more effective than most other ways of doing it. Now, then when you add elite player selection on top of that, that's when you start to get to the top of these tournaments. That's when you start to do well in your dynasty leagues and, and build these permanent championship windows that we're talking about. But sort of a, a good starting point for this discussion, I think, is to look at the beginning of drafts because if you're going to be in structure, you have to ha have that plan right from the start. But the great thing here is that it's actually something that gives you freedom, that gives you this ability to use your creativity and amplifies your player selection as opposed to be something that's limiting. And one of the reasons that we have that is that when you look at these early rounds, there are really three main ways that we can go, and then we can build everything else in off of that, right? But so the, the three main approaches would be zero running back, legendary running back, or hyper fragile. And the nice thing about having three very effective structures is that you can actually do what you want at the running back position, sort of regardless of what anyone else is telling you. And you can also do what you want at the running back position that fits your draft slot. Because one of the things that we find is that the specific players who are there do matter. Right. And if you have a pick in the first three or four, that's going to be very different than having a pick in the middle and certainly very different than having a pick at the end. So then the great thing about this is we can let our approach to the draft really flow off of the players who are available to us early. And we can also feel free to select a running back or not based on precisely who's there. The key then column is that Based on what we do early, we do have some very specific things, and specific, again, with this freedom that's important, but we have things that we want to do as we move throughout the draft. Yeah, so let's focus maybe on one of the three, and I think the listeners will probably enjoy if we go with zero RB for the overall structure that we're going for. So when we start off, and let's say we go wide receiver, wide receiver to start off, and we're looking at that overall structure, and when Ben's talking about moving out of structure, then that might be going into maybe from zero RB to modified zero RB and moving into getting a, a running back in the fourth round. Sometimes then you could even divert and the, the offer could be the running back sitting for you there in the fifth round could be too much. And maybe you have to go in there again and take that second running back. So you're starting out three wide receivers, two running backs. And then when we're looking at the overall structure of that draft, how are we looking at getting back into structure? So, when we're talking about structure, are we looking specifically at we want to have this amount of running backs through this amount of rounds, or how are you defining that? Yeah, so if we start with the idea of zero running back, then that's a perfect one for this idea of staying in structure or if you get out of structure to get back in structure. And the example that you give is maybe an example of getting out of structure and staying out problematically, <laughs> right? And so one of the things that we have looked at for a long time is this idea of if you're going to do a zero RB draft, and this is even more true in redraft than say best ball, where we want to make sure we're continuing to draft wide receivers through these rounds where the wide receiver scoring is very strong. 
and we're going to build both elite wide receiver upside with those top receivers and then also make sure that we get exposure to the breakout guys whether these are second year guys or players who we are very high on and have this ability to outperform adp by a wide margin perhaps for a different reason but we have to have exposure to those players as well if you're only taking the wide receivers at the beginning and then you're moving to running back in the dead zone that's going to be an element where you've gotten out of structure very much to the detriment of your roster right the cool thing about 2022 however is that we are seeing a little bit of a different mix of players and this i think is a natural reaction in some ways to the spread of these ideas sort of out into the wider fantasy football sphere and as a result of that you have more drafters who are using correct structure and then that's going to then have an effect on what's happening both in this sort of wide receiver sweet spot in this running back dead zone we have a few guys in that range who are interesting thinking in terms of some players like a Brees hall or a jk dobbins or a travis etn now one of the things that may happen is that if those players do appear to be healthy in hall's case if he appears to be you know quickly earning most of the snaps we would expect their adps to rise one of the things that we tend to see is that some of these backs who are a lot of fun that you can get at pretty good prices in may they end up being pretty expensive in august and then you're kind of back to your traditional dead zone but one of the things that you might want to do and this would be an example of getting out of structure and then getting back in would be something like taking your you know legendary running back in the dead zone instead of trying to hit that player in the first or second round and we i i say legendary because i like the way that patrick corain turned that and we're looking at how elite the scoring actually has to be what your upside has to be to burn these early picks now that's the same thing in the dead zone if you're going to take a a running back in an area that historically has been very poor for running back scoring and for running back win rates then you need that player to have the type of profile that's going to win the whole thing for you not just fill that spot i mean one of the things that staying in structure does and reminds you of is that you cannot chase points you cannot select players at positions just to fill out your lineup or because you have a starting spot available that will not work right and that's sort of the biggest mistake that we see from drafters but last year for example you had deandre swift going in this range that would be dead zone ish and he was someone that we identified as being a player who is just very incorrectly valued and so we wanted to go ahead and take a shot at him if we start wide receiver wide receiver take swift and then getting back into structure will be right back to the wide receivers and or making sure that we get that elite tight end in there you mentioned something there and i just wanted to bring it up as people when we're trying to stay in structure for us other people are drafting and they're trying to fill out their roster spots so they might be thinking of the structure as i need to get these players to fit into my starting lineup before i worry about the bench spots what are some of the other common mistakes that you might see with people in structure and, and not fully understanding how to implement that and i guess that comes across the three different types of draft structures that you mentioned in zero rb kind of hero rb or modified zero rb and then um, anti-fragile right and this is an area where it just is very easy to mention this series that Connor O'Driscoll has written 
over the last couple of weeks for the site. And it focuses on each of these different approaches and uses the new and fantastic underdog tools to really flesh out how they work within that tournament. I do a series every year called the Best Ball Workshop where I do a similar type of thing for the FFPC standalone events and for the tournament. And the cool thing about his pieces is that he goes through and explains why they work, how they work, and the mistakes the drafters make that cause them to not work. And the most recent one was on hyperfragile. And that tends to be the term that we give when you start with the three running backs early. Now, the three running backs early has some huge problems with it, right? And it's one of the reasons why we go zero running back most of the time. But there's also a way that you can play this out that can be fairly effective, does give you some upside. Certainly, it would give you upside in a scenario where the backs out of the 101 and the 102 stay healthy. I mean, one of the things that's happened, you know, really since 2016 is that the top backs have had this crazy injury rate. And we know that that is something that will happen to the running backs, but it is in a way a little bit fluky that it's happened so much to the top couple. And then in the middle of that first round, you've had better health, which is one of the reasons why those middle slots, especially then wrapping back around to where if you wanted to go running back, running back, you're going to have some decent options and people have had some hits there. So if you do it running back, running back, and then you draft very much set again in structure the rest of the way through you can have some success if we had these top guys stay healthy then you perhaps have this extreme upside type of team out of the 101 or the 102 but in order to make that work you've got to do a lot of other things correctly and one of the kind of funny things here is you go and you play with the roster construction explorers and It'll tell you, okay, if you want to do an anchor running back team, then it is important that you draft that running back to later than is intuitive. If you're going to start running back, running back, it's even more important to draft that third running back later than you might want to. And then especially if you're going to start running back times three and have this sort of hyper fragile approach, you need to draft the running back four very late and maybe only do four total, which, you know, people will get midway through the draft they'll see a guy that they like and think okay well i'm gonna go ahead and make this extra pick this player is also a value or they'll get in that 10 11 round range and they'll feel like okay three isn't enough this isn't going to work out if somebody gets hurt then what do i do well the problem is that if those players get hurt you're going to lose and you have to kind of be okay with that and you know going in that one of the things that you're trying to do if you're looking at a 12 team league you're trying to get that win rate from that 8.3% up to, I mean, you can legitimately push it into the 15, 16 type of range if you do everything right from a structural perspective. And that's one of the things that we emphasize staying in structure so much because of I mean, you want to push it up there, right? If you're looking at an underdog tournament, you know, you're looking to push that advance rate, you know, five, six, seven percent above what the average would be. And again, you can do some of those things if you make the rest of these decisions correctly. So that would be one thing that you need to do is after you've taken whatever your running back approach is early, you push your next picks much later 
that might feel comfortable. Yeah, that was good. And you mentioned they're kind of like going back in and the, maybe the eighth round maybe have taken two running backs early and seeing, oh, this guy can't pass up on him. But it's going to take you right out of that structure. A couple of questions to follow up with that. If you go out of that structure, is it possible to get back into structure as the draft progresses or is your structure crumbling down around you? Well, the biggest problem that you're going to have is that if you end up with too many backs in the first 10 rounds and if you end up with too many backs in the dead zone you could still win right i mean it's not like your win rate drops to zero so i mean there are going to be individual managers out there who have drafted a team like that that has one because again it doesn't go to zero but you're gonna have to have a lot of things go right for you and you're very much swimming upstream in terms of the probabilities so it's not going to be very easy and it's not really realistic to think in terms of getting back into structure if you make some serious running back mistakes the great thing about the structure is it does give you that flexibility to do at least some things at running back in the first say six rounds and not feel like you're definitely dead but then with that it, it does help and one of the things that is kind of fun and you know many of our listeners will have checked out the ffpc super flex best ball tournament draft that ben gretchen and i did for sort of a special draft episode of stealing bananas and we got into this situation kind of in a different format that has some different structural elements where you would say that we were out of structure right you're in the super flex tournament it very much benefits you to start with early quarterbacks but because i was drafting with ben and because ben is a jinx when it comes to draft slot we had the 111 <laughs> and really the 10 quarterbacks that we were interested in or i should say the nine quarterbacks plus obviously jonathan taylor those guys were gone and we always talk about chasing points and you don't want to chase points that's going to be true at, at quarterback as well as running back so we pivoted and we selected christian mccaffrey and jamar chase with our first two picks and i love that right because now you've got maybe the two best players i mean maybe the two best players in the nfl right and from that point then you're trying to do everything right to make sure that you maximize your chances and so one of the things that we see is that at tight end you want to and this is sort of across formats you want to get that elite tight end if you do get the elite tight end there are many situations now there are some ffpc formats that this wouldn't be true for because the tight end is so potent but if you get that elite tight end then you can go with two tight ends and you save yourself a roster spot but if you miss on the elite tight end you can't reach for the compromised guys you have to wait and then take three again in this range that the scoring and the results have been strong and give yourself the chance with an extra guy to get that hit and to look at your breakouts and again i think one of the things that's fun about this column is that you do have some flexibility and not every draft has to be exactly the same if you have some tight ends that you like as breakout candidates there is a structure that that works within so you don't have to go into every draft and say okay I mean, it's not really what I want to do, but I have to force myself to take one of these tight ends, especially in 2022, where maybe you're looking at it and say, Duran Waller with Devontae Adams, I'm less excited about that. George Kittle with Trey Lance and two potentially elite wide receivers, I'm not as excited about that. Mark Andrews kind of going back into an environment where, you know, they're probably going to be run heavy, that there are signals to that effect. I I'm optimistic that it's not going to go all the way back to what it was before, but 
you had a very specific scenario that took place to get Mark Andrews where he was. And we love that. We were, we were all over Mark Andrews. So, I mean, that's the dream, but now that he's up higher again, now that he's a second round pick in so many different formats, I mean, you have to pay for a lot of what happened last year. Whereas for everybody drafting him in 2021, they had this scenario that could be a league winning scenario and they didn't have to pay for nearly as much of it. And so, you know, that has to factor into what you're looking at this season. And then Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's just a, a game wrecker in terms of what he does for fantasy. And yet we're going into a year where he's a little bit older. He had the fast finish last season, but for most of last year, he was not nearly as dynamic. You know, Tyreek Hill leaves, but there's probably more target competition in 2022. And so you go across those guys and you think, well, I mean, I want to be price sensitive <laughs> as I'm landing these players because each one of them has a real concern. And so the great thing about the structural drafting is that you do get different options. And, you know, another thing that goes into how to play this is you, you want to have the right quarterback approach as well. That's going to change a little bit by format, but it is important. Again, the cool thing about it is that there are some different things you can do. It doesn't lock you into taking the exact same guys in every single draft, which I don't think would be very fun, right? But when you put the running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback approaches together, then suddenly you have something that's very dynamic and does give you a significant advantage. And so while there are ways to move it, if you make a decision early, it's going to have a consequence down the line that you have to know that you need to shift but that shift needs to be to something that works within what you did. It can't simply be, okay, well, now I've done something that maybe some of the roster construction explorers or some of the experts tell me is mildly suboptimal. So now I just go through the draft and pick whomever. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and the other thing, you covered a lot of things. I was actually, I wrote down a couple of questions I was going to pitch in there, and it's around the overall structure and the players. So a lot of times, I think the misconception around the likes of Zero RB is that it's zero RB, but it's not zero tight end or zero quarterback. And sometimes there'll be questions that come in around drafting the quarterback or drafting the tight end. You covered it very well there around the elite tight end options or then waiting was something else that you mentioned. And using the road of his tools, you're able to see the win rates like you touched on as well. But you can see why you have to wait until after a certain point or why you're trying to draft those quarterbacks in the window. And when you're looking at those and pitching it all together, it's like a is it like a jigsaw for you where you're getting the, the structure, but you're also getting the player profiles, but you're also putting those win rates and to, to mix it all together for yourself? 
Yeah. And one of the things that we do when you and I draft together is we put together our board and we're looking at guys within specific rounds that appear to be, you could say somewhat significantly, but, but at least somewhat undervalued, right? But also undervalued from this perspective that there's a scenario where they could dramatically outplay their cost and that scenario isn't necessarily perfectly priced one of the things that i was thinking about this morning is this idea that you'll have players come in and hit other guys free agency the draft in most cases that actually won't change my exposure to the players i was on previously that much it'll just change the price at which i select them because that scenario where they're a league winner in most cases is still there it may now have a lesser chance of happening but as the price drops down as the community reacts then you still have this ability then to select the player play that scenario out but the great thing about structure and the kind of the the cool thing here is that the structures work in part because they tend to push you in the direction of the type of player who can outperform the price kind of in that range of the draft. And so we're trying to, to marry these two things. Number one, the structure is going to help us make sure that we have a team that works, has the right pieces at the right prices, and historically have, have done very well there. But then also we're bringing in our player selection criteria as we go through the different rounds. And in any individual year we're going to be heavier on certain guys at certain places and maybe even a little bit heavier on certain structures because the players who are available in that year really fit a certain approach and i think that that's been one of the fun things to look at in 2022 is just this interaction between the structures that work and the players and prices that are there to to find that overlap that intersection is really what putting your draft plan together is about and you know then you go through the different drafts and you see how they come out and you look at them after the fact you give yourself some feedback you try to make sure they're better column you and i talk about going into drafts and you should never come out of a draft and say well i just i don't like my draft because you should never be drafting players that you don't like that you don't think have upside or that you don't want to root for so make sure that you have that as the first thing. And then you're not going to have a draft and come out of it and say, I don't like this. I mean, one of the things about the draft that Ben and I did is we we joked with each other a lot about the fact that our quarterbacks were not very good and we were going to need a specific thing to happen. But it's not like we didn't like the team because we drafted good players and we drafted players that we like and we drafted for scenarios that could play out and allow us to win. Now, there are obviously some counter scenarios to where that team doesn't do well, but again finishing sixth or finishing ninth is more or less irrelevant if you draft and structure I mean, you're going to have to have a lot of injuries and there will be some teams out there especially in best ball where you can't fill in you know throughout the year with waivers there are going to be some teams that are absolutely crushed by injuries and yes those teams probably are going to fit you know in that bottom third but the vast majority of your teams, if you draft within the structure, it's very difficult to push them below the midway point. But even then, I mean, what you're looking for is, is not finishing top six unless you're in a double up. 
what you're looking for is to win if it's a tournament to get into the tournament and to have a mix of players that have the scenario that play out and allow you to win the tournament right so we're looking at it from a, a player perspective from a structure perspective and from a scenario perspective all of those things fitting together to give us this potential super team fantastic stuff sean really enjoyed going through that and i hope everyone listening and enjoyed it as well and understanding the structure a little bit more moving forward it can be you know people might be coming in and are new to our content as well and i think it's good to have those refreshers even for people who are doing the long time and anytime you get to pick the mind of sean siegel to get those insights is fantastic and that question did come in from ish kabibble nobel and uh, thank you for sending that in i uh, really enjoyed diving into the topic of structure if anyone has any questions and we have a list uh, now that we're we're stockpiling the suggestions some great questions coming in we're going to be diving into the dead zone over the coming weeks and and lots of other information that i'm really looking forward to talking to sean about but that is getting us closer to the end of today's show sean did mention the ffpc we will be doing some drafts over there over the coming weeks and sharing them ben and sean as sean mentioned there did do one in the superflex tournament that is up on the stadium bananas podcast feed um, myself and sean did a draft which came out over the weekend i know the listeners of the show may be familiar with the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday release dates, but we did have Saturday and Sunday podcasts as well as we did part one and part two of our another chase. Sean, we're going to have lots of chases here after this best ball mania three $2 million top prize that we're hoping to be able to hunt down at the end of the season. But if it's not us that wins it, it would be nothing sweeter than for one of the listeners to win that. If you're playing over at Underdog Fantasy, you can sign up with the code ROTOVIZ. That will get you a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100. So the Underdog Fantasy team will match your sign-up up to $100, and that'll double up whatever you put in there to get you more time playing over at underdogfantasy.com. Once again, that code is ROTOVIZ. Sean, as we get ready to close things out today, anything final to add in for, for the listeners? Just that we're excited to have you guys drafting with us. It's I've, I've been blown away. Anthony Shook has done a nice job of adding in tools this offseason that really hit on some of the most important things to listeners, to readers. You get in there, and, and I've been working on articles, and you know, five hours later, you'll have learned a lot and your article won't be any further along because you know all you were doing was playing with the tools. And so I encourage people to get in there. Obviously, we do have the radio discount for our listeners. So if you want to do that and want to save 10% on a one-year subscription, you can use the coupon code RVRADIO2022 at checkout. But the reason I mentioned that was not to get the plug in, but it's just how, <laughs> yeah. I Fantasy is so much fun, right? And... I mean, I we did the Zero RB show last week. Hopefully people enjoyed that. Did get some good feedback, which it, it matters to me. And I, I appreciate you guys because, it, you know, sometimes shows like that, which are on a topic that is pretty personal in terms of kind of how things played out and kind of the story and all that, you know, you're a little bit reluctant to dive into some of those things and, and put it out there. But it, it meant a lot that people responded positively to it. Obviously, I've been playing fantasy football for a long time, and I've been, I mean, I, I really would say fortunate to have been successful with it. But even with that experience, I'm learning new stuff every day with the Rotovis tools. And 
it's really cool to go in there and to think through how the different formats and the slight tweaks to the formats will create just this subtly different environment that give you that'll give you an edge if you play it correctly. And so if you're drawn to the strategic elements of fantasy, if you enjoy the game part, I mean, obviously we all love the football part. Watching football on Sundays is one of life's great pleasures. But to be able to be involved in an endeavor that gets to kind of merge those two things, I I mean, I feel very lucky, but I've also been having a great time with the tools. So I just want to mention that for folks who are out there and thinking, you know, I can just listen to the shows. You can, I mean, and we love it. We're very grateful that you do. Check out some of the stuff on the site. You'll love it. Yeah, fantastic. And if you're listening, that's one of my favorite things about Sean is how humble he is when he talks through it and says that he's learning all the time. And if you're if Sean's learning from the road of his tools, we can all jump in there and we'll all learn along the way. Once again, that code is RV Radio 2022 for a 10% discount on rotaviz.com. Sean, that is going to take us to the end of today's show. We will be back on Thursday with another podcast. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter. At Overtime Ireland, my co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. You can check out all of Sean's work up on rotaviz.com. And until we're back with another show, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with this country, the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.